I'm Michelle Peterson, and I am the executive director of the Sarah Michelle Peterson Foundation. What inspired you to create the foundation? My family and a few friends were inspired to create the Sarah Peterson Foundation when our daughter, Sarah, um, died by suicide just a couple weeks after she turned 15. Yeah. Can you tell me about Sarah? Sure. Sarah was, um, I guess, a pretty typical um, 14, 15-year-old. She really enjoyed animals. Uh, she did well in school. She was on the track and cross country teams, um, was interested in running. Um, she was still a Girl Scout. And her favorite part of that was service projects in our community. She um, was one of four children uh, that Eric and I ha are fortunate to have. Um, so um, she had a sister and two brothers close to her in age. Um, lots of friends. Um, Sarah was um, depressed and anxious. And after being diagnosed with that during the year prior to her death, she was receiving treatment and she did have a stay in an acute care facility. Um, she had a, an excellent therapist. And unfortunately, though, Sarah um, was not getting better, was not over able to overcome um, some of the things that were difficult for her, and she did end up taking her life. So what are some of the programs the foundation has? The Sarah Peterson Foundation has a variety of programs for adults and for youth. We have the um, nationally known programs that people can earn a certificate for, um, including Safe Talk and question, persuade, refer. You might hear that one called QPR. Um, we also have Soul Shop, which is a faith-based program. And then we have a variety of programs for adults and youth that are um, perhaps less lesser known. Um, a national one for youth is Erica's Lighthouse, which um, is programs created by um, Erica's Lighthouse, a company in Chicago. We are their Virginia partner. And we use their programs um, almost exclusively for youth, although um, we do have the ability to add things to them as well. Um, in partnership with others in the mental health space in our area and throughout Virginia, we use um, other programs that we might create together. Um, so really, because we use a variety of programs and we work with a variety of partners, we're able to customized programming um, for any groups that are interested in programs. Um, we have done that with local EMS, um, emergency, emergency medical services, um, with law enforcement, with um, school nurses, with school counselors, with parent groups, with scouts, all kinds of folks who are interested in learning more about achieving and maintaining good mental health and especially if they have an interest in suicide prevention, because anyone can play a part in preventing suicide if they know the warning signs to look for. And if they have a little bit on board as far as um, confidence to say something to the person that they're concerned about and in whom they notice warning signs. Has the foundation helped your own healing process? 
Well, it certainly is gratifying when we hear from people that something they learned in class or a message that we um, provided has helped them to help someone in their family or their circle of friends or coworkers. Um, and we do hear that quite often. Um, we use programs that are national and evidence-based. And so um, people are able to take on their learning in our programs, there's also a time for practice. So people gain confidence that even though it may be hard to talk about difficult topics like suicide, they find that um, once practiced, they're able to do that. And that really nothing bad happens if you're wrong or um, if you don't know all the answers to help somebody, at least you are able to let them know that someone has noticed they're going through something, someone cares, and someone um, is trying to help direct you to some care that might be needed. Um, I would say that um, losing your child is something that you're not going to recover from. Um, so has it maybe helped me move forward? Yes, a little bit. Yeah, what would you say to any teens going through a tough time? Ah, uh, I think that is a really important question, and I'm glad that you asked it. What I would say, and what we do say in programming and in uh, in our um, table resources to young people who are going through a tough time or who have friends who are going through a tough time is that suffering in silence will not change things and is not a good idea. That it's very important to let people know that help is needed. Or if you notice someone who needs help, it's very important to start a conversation with them, letting you letting people know that they won't be judged if they reach out for help, that it's okay to say how you're feeling and that you need help. And especially for young people that adults are the key to help. A lot of times I find that young people um, are confiding in their friends that they are not okay or that there is a problem. However, young people sometimes think that um, they can help one another. And just like with physical health care, adults are the key to this help. Um, they have to decide together what adult they can tell. We call that trusted adults. So I say to young people, work together to choose a trusted adult, whether it's someone at home, someone at school, someone, a coach or someone else in your life reach out to a trusted adult and let them know that something is not as it should be and that you need help and you need to talk to someone. Hopefully the person you choose will be receptive. And if they're not, pick another one and reach out again because everyone deserves to have good mental health and to feel that they can manage the things in their life, their family relationships, their school, um, and their activities that they want to take part in. Have you seen the, especially in teens, because I know for me, uh, it took me 37 years to get diagnosed. And then two and a half years after that to be comfortable enough to say it publicly. <clears throat> but have you seen the stigma of just talking about mental health lessening? 
I think that's a two-part question. <laughs> Another great question, because after all, um, when we're feeling that stigma, and, and thank you for sharing that it took you so long to find help, and then even more time to feel comfortable saying that out loud. I think that's a typical path for people. And um, the question is, have I seen it lessening? Um, I would say if there is a silver lining to our pandemic, it might be that people are talking about mental health a whole lot more than we were before. And it's become acceptable to use the words mental health. Um, everybody is knowing that there is stigma around mental health and is comfortable saying it. So I think in the general sense, I have seen a slight lessening of people just being able to talk about mental health, but I said it was a two-pronged um, question or answer. And the second piece is that when it's yourself or someone in your family, I still still see a great reluctance on the part of people to talk about it, to reveal that their own child needs help um, until the crisis happens, until there it's a crisis situation. Um, the Sarah Peterson Foundation is a prevention-based foundation. We deal with suicide prevention and with um, guiding people to notice uh, how to achieve and maintain good mental health. So um, thinking about um, if, pe if more people would be comfortable learning about prevention and putting things into practice and addressing um, addressing behaviors and warning signs and even thoughts before they become a crisis, I, I think it would be extremely helpful for their, for families, for communities, um, and for, uh, for anyone. But I think that when it's affecting someone's own self or their own family or circle, that's not done so much. People tend to um, not feel comfortable. They feel that stigma quite a lot. And they don't reach out until something is becoming a crisis. What do you do to help your own mental health? Oh, I love that question. And no one asks me that. I ask that all the time when I'm teaching in programs, um, both with adults and with youth, because it's so, so important. We all need to take care of our mental health, just like we take care of our physical health. My favorite things to do to take care of my mental health, my number one favorite is that I am a reader. I like to read fiction, nonfiction, uh, magazines, books, you name it. And I can lose myself and be in a different place, um, be a different person, uh, learn about the world, uh, learn about history. Um, so my number one thing is a good book. I also go for walks. Um, I'm fortunate to live in a beautiful place and um, be able to walk trails. I like to kayak and I like to spend time with my family. I mentioned that I have four kids. Um, three of them are young adults whom I really enjoy doing things with when I have the opportunity. And uh, I like to cook, maybe not every night on the daily grind, but when I'm in the mood, I like to cook. <laughs> What are some of the things that uh, motivate you? Some of the things that motivate me are I, I do feel a responsibility to make the world a better place. I think that it's important um, to take part in your community. 
Um, I belong to a number of community groups. Um, of course, I lead the Sarah Peterson Foundation and uh, enjoy many partnerships throughout our community and also throughout our state. Um, the Sarah Peterson Foundation is part of the Suicide Prevention Interagency Group of Virginia. And that includes those who work to prevent suicide throughout the state of Virginia. We have many relationships there. Um, and that has been gratifying to me because um, I really um, have enjoyed knowing that we're not alone in what we're doing. Um, also, uh, before I did this work, I was a teacher and I still enjoy uh, presenting programs to young people, teaching young people. Um, I care about our planet and I really enjoy um, doing outdoor things. As I mentioned, for what do I do to um, take care of my own mental health? I really like being outside. So um, all of those things, I think, um, motivate me to um, to work work well and try to balance my work life and my personal life, which is a good thing for your mental health. You touched on a little bit, but how does it feel to help teens and the families going through a tough time? I think that I, um, in my case, I remember well what it was like to have a, a child, a teen um, of my own who was um, depressed and very much overly anxious. And whenever your child is not well, all you can think about is my child is not well, what do I do? Who could help me? And I think um, being one of those organizations, one of those people who can help others is something that um, is important to me. Um, it, it, it feels important. It feels, um, it, it feels like something that we need in our community. Um, it feels good in short um, to help others and as I mentioned, I, I really have spent my life, my adult life doing those things. I was a teacher. Now I run a foundation that has a large focus on youth. And uh, in between all of that, when I was raising my four kids, I, of course, was a, was a scout leader, um, directed and taught vacation Bible school and Sunday school, um, you know, you name it, all the things my kids were involved in. I did some part in it, um, sports, the arts and more. So um, I enjoy now that my children are grown, still having, you know, one toe dipped in um, doing things with, with youth. Um, if nothing else, maybe it keeps me a little bit younger. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I hope. <laughs> so where do you want to see the foundation say in the next three to five years? That is a great question. Um, September is suicide prevention month. And last September in 2023, um, the Sarah Peterson Foundation kicked off an initiative to um, educate our population in Hampton Roads, Virginia, which is where we're located. Um, it's called um, Project 300K or 300,000. And we are attempting to educate 300,000 people, which is about 17% of our local regional population, in one of the national evidence-based programs. Um, I don't think we're going to be able to do it within three to five years. <laughs> um, it's a really big project, but luckily we have partners who also provide those same programs. And um, a really interesting thing is that studies show that 
where at least 15% of a population is educated in suicide prevention, the rate of suicide actually goes down. I would compare this to something like CPR, where if you have a large number of people in a community educated in CPR, then the incidence of heart attack goes down because wherever you are, there's someone who notices your warning signs when you're having a heart attack and is able to take quick action to save your life. Imagine if that was the same for suicide. If wherever you were and you perhaps showed signs of being a person thinking about suicide, there was someone around to notice and to have a initial caring conversation with you and direct you to care. The incidence of suicide would go down. So it is my hope that in three to five years, the Sarah Peterson Foundation would be making significant progress toward the education of our um, 300,000 people in Hampton Roads and that the incidence of suicide would begin to go down based on us spearheading this program. How can people reach out and learn more? Oh, I love that question too. People can reach out to the Sarah Peterson Foundation using our, looking at our website. Um, our URL is www.worldwithoutsuicide.org. Um, that is the best way to find out more about the foundation. Um, you can just use the toolbar on the top, um, find out about it, uh, make donations if you're inclined, because we are a nonprofit foundation. And most of our um, funding comes from individuals. Um, we also, of course, receive funding when we apply for competitive grants and undoubtedly receive some, I hope. <laughs> um, but um uh, that's really the best way to learn about our projects, to find out. Um, a second way that you can learn about us is to follow our social media. We use Facebook and Instagram, and you can find us at, at SMP Foundation on both of those social media programs. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me. I'm glad we got connected and what you're doing is so important and just talking about mental health is is a big first step it really is um you're welcome i was it was my pleasure and honor to be with you today um and if i could leave your um listeners and viewers with yeah. one big message it is to do your part about ending suicide everybody has a part to play and something that you can do is take a class. They're offered throughout our state. Earlier, I mentioned QPR and Safe Talk. There's another one called ASSIST, which is Applied Suicide Intervention Skills Training. And if I could ask you all to do one thing, it would be to make a plan this year. Tell yourself that this year is the year that you're going to take a class because it is now more likely that you will need to help someone with their mental health and possible thoughts of suicide than it is that you would need to help someone with physical health.